Thank you for tuning in to Health Life Today. I'm your host, Robert D., and let's jump right into it. I'm going to ask a question right off the top here. What is your ambition? Um, we're spending some time with the Lord recently, and uh, it's a great question. What is your ambition? Um, I was um, trying to figure out what to, what to title this message, and it's either going to be what is your ambition or good, your good can be an enemy of God's best. And um, just like to start off by reading John chapter four, verse 27, uh, words of Jesus. And he says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now. I am surrounded sometimes by a lot of people, believers, unbelievers, and my daily dailies that I call them. Whether at work, um, I, I work with a lot of different people. I get to meet people, different walks of life throughout my day. And what I'm noticing is, is church, you know when Jesus said where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I right in the midst. And I am finding myself that I am meeting sincere believers. And we could have three minutes, we could have ten minutes of just interaction and fellowship. And something happens. Your, your, your soul is refreshed. Your spirit is encouraged when you're with another believer who's identifying with some of the things that we're going through and, uh, and you belong in the same family, and there's a connection there. I think it's one of the most beautiful things. Um, I know some of you listening, and the reason why I have to say this is because I want to address, there may be some people here listening to me today that you may actually believe that you're a believer. You may believe that you're a Christian, and you're not. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but... It's very true. I, I remember myself, uh, my early, when I was learning about, about God, I was reading the Word, and there was a time, about three months, that I kind of believed that I belonged to God. And But then when I was born of God, when I was born from above, when I was born of the Spirit, I looked back and went, oh my Jesus, I didn't even belong to you. And so I didn't realize until I was born from above. And I need to say this to some of you listening today. If you're in that and you're not sure, um, you have to. You have to surrender all to God. I mean, you have to surrender everything that you know, okay, in your being. Because God knows everything. And that's what got me one time. I was reading Psalm 139. Uh, you know, he knows the thoughts we think. He knows my uprisings and downsittings. He knows everything. The, everywhere I go, whether I make my bed in heaven or in hell, he's in there, he's there, he's everywhere. And so when I realized that, I said, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, I wasn't fully surrendered. And there could be people here that have been baptized in water and thinking you're okay. And I'm telling you, God always looking at the heart. And so when true repentance came, when I changed my mind and acknowledged, okay, everything that I knew at that particular time, 
that was not right with God in my life. I surrendered my whole being to him. And I acknowledge that Christ, God Almighty, sent Christ into this world to save sinners, of whom right now I am chief. And what I mean by that is I have an awareness of how undone I am because of his manifestations of his presence, because of his word, because of his interventions in my life on a day-to-day basis. And I thank God for that because um, without that, we can trust our own selves that we're doing okay. But I thank God for the Spirit of God. And I'm saying that for a reason because, like, again, without God's Spirit, you cannot do the will of your Father in heaven. So you have to have His Spirit. And I just wanted to say that right from the onset here that it's important. And then there's also, of course, believers that have been born of His Spirit. But for some reason, um, they don't have the peace of God. And I'm, I'm addressing both today, if I, if I may. And so you're the only one who can gauge that. But I, I listen sometimes to church people and they, I say, how are you doing? How have you been? I'm stressed. I've been stressed lately. Da, da, da. And I'm saying that because it's a pattern. Like if I can go four weeks without talking with somebody, they're saying the same thing when I ask them again. And that's why I have to say, you have to know if you're born from above or not. And so this peace that, that Jesus says, I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. I have to stop right there and acknowledge that this peace that God has for you has to be received by you. Okay? And so even as a believer, now if I may just talk to the believer for a moment, I'm talking to everyone, but let's just say I'm talking to you, the believer, right? Okay. Have we forgotten who he really is? I mean, do we, is our attention so much on this earth and everything that's going on in life that we're so distracted and so earthbound that we forget that, that Jesus, number one, is really coming back for his bride. He's coming back for a bride that has prepared themselves, okay, that have on their daily dailies, they have literally prepared themselves to meet with their master, to meet with the bridegroom. They are joined to him and they can't wait for the manifestation. They can't wait for when he comes to return to receive them. That's something that, you know what, we got to be reminded of because we do get distracted. We do get earthbound sometimes. And it's like the Lord is saying, hey, when you begin to see all these things come to pass that's going on in the world, that's going on in our nation, that's going on, everybody's going, oh, it just seems like untoward God. Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Why? Because they're going away from God. Man, and all of his, how can you say this? All of his increase, all of his, he thinks his gain, you know, all of the knowledge, all of the things of going forward and knowledge and, and all this technology and all this, we actually think that we're going somewhere, but you are, but you're going the wrong way. And, and that's why God raises up people that have been processed by him over a certain amount of time, like a Moses or a Jeremiah or whatever. And, and then Moses was used to confront the God of this world. Pharaoh was a type of Satan, ain't no doubt about it, and wanted to keep God's people in bondage and wanted to keep God's people from worshiping you. So beware, okay, of anything and anyone that wants to keep you away or distract you away from the Lord from true worship and acknowledging him. 
in your daily life. And I say daily life. I definitely don't have to wait for every Sunday to receive a word from the Lord. And that's part of the reason why I'm here. You can hear him for yourself. You can quiet yourself. You can get down. You can make that time. We all have 24 hours a day. And you know what? There's coming a time, and now is, when we're going to be without excuse. Because the Lord is raising up some people that are going to bring that word from His throne. They're going to bring that word, that present word, right to the heart, right where it hits. Right where it hits home. And you know what? We need that. The word of God is, is sharper. It's powerful. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And if it's not convicting you in this hour, wherever you are, I would question that. If you're not convicted of any sin, you're not convicted of any unbelief, if you're not convicted of anything, I would question where you are and be very careful because there's a seducer in this world, okay? And it's an antichrist thing. And that antichrist spirit is extremely religious. Numbers in churches, numbers in this, numbers in, in, inside the churches, or the number of churches. Very religious and very acceptable, even highly esteemed. And even the preaching is good. If you can hear that the preaching is like, well, what I'm seeing in a lot of places is nothing more than entertainment. It's about personality and entertainment. The Lord's not having that. He's raising up some that he has set aside for himself first. And then at his appointed time for those who have ears to hear. And I have to say that. So let's be reminded, OK, a little bit of who he is. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to you. But if you would turn to Isaiah, if you have the available resources, Isaiah chapter 40, okay, 28 through 31 says, Have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Did you hear that? I'll get back to that in a second. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, here's a beautiful thing, and here's what I'm getting at when Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. It's not just like, oh, Lord, give me your peace today. No, 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 no. There's requirements of a believer to meet with your Lord. If you want to ever minister to somebody else, you have to first be with him. Okay, the true life comes from the true vine, who is Jesus, the person of Jesus Christ. God's only begotten son. Okay. He's the source of life. He's the source of your life today. And so if I'm going to, uh, to, to produce or try to bring anything of life to somebody, I have to, first of all, be with him and I have to receive. See, I can't uh, give any peace to you if I myself are distracted and I'm not with the Lord Jesus Christ to receive his peace. I can't give you any peace. It's not going to happen. I can't be. A, you know what I'm saying. You can. You can, if you bring. You can bring peace to a situation. I believe that absolutely, as long as you're abiding in Him and He and you absolutely. And so He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. 
He increases strength. Now, again, what is your ambition? Okay? Because this has to be an exchange going on between you and God. And so, if you're not a believer today, or you're not sure, get in that place where you surrender everything to Him. And I'm telling you, it'll be hard. It'll be the hardest thing you ever did. But I'm going to tell you something right now. It'll definitely be worth it. Because everything that you're looking for in this life, everything that your, your heart ever desired, is found in the Son of God, the true God, the living God. And His name is Jesus. I'm not ashamed of His name. His name is Jesus. I can't tell you how much I go throughout the course of a day and nobody wants to talk about Jesus. They'll talk about anything and everything except Jesus. And then once in a while I meet the true ones. And oh, we have, we have fellowship. We have church. We have real church. And we talk about Jesus and the things that concern Him. It is life. And so there has to be an exchange. And so you have to bring yourself... Okay, because He gives... He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Do you hear that? That means that you have to come to an end of yourself. OK, I have no might. I have nothing here. You know, it's like uh, familiar where Jesus said, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That means if you really get down to it. You are done. I mean, you are bankrupt. You don't have anything. Your hands are hanging down. Your knees are feeble. You're, you can barely walk. You can barely make the next step to, to, to walk towards God. To that person, that's the one that Jesus is calling. Okay, He's calling you to Himself. If you have ears to hear today. Now, you can go on in your own strength. And this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the same repeat every time. I'll ask, uh, you know, a certain individual, how are you doing today? Well, I've been stressed lately. That, saying the same thing. I mean, month after month after month. Now, I'm not personally accountable to this person, and they're not accountable to me. They're doing their whatever they're doing. I don't know. I don't, I don't go to their fellowship or church. But I'm just saying, well, if that's going on, there's something wrong there. Okay? And, and God... There's no, there's no cheap substitutes. I'm sorry. Going to church or going to a Bible study or even a midweek fellowship, it, it can be a substitute for a relationship with the living God. And I know you're going to say, you're crazy, brother. No, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. I have been in churches and I have been in fellowships and I have been in Bible study. And I'm telling you, in my heart of hearts, I would have rather have stayed home and preached to my animals. And I know that's kind of blunt and rude, but I'm telling you the truth. It's like because there's just it's just a substitute. And I look around and I'm questioning, has anyone in this room been with Jesus this week? And I have to say. What I'm hearing coming out of their hearts and in their minds, I'm like, oh my goodness, what are they doing? You know, and so we have to spend time with him and then have to bring ourselves to confession. So the Lord, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he faints not, never gets tired. See, we forget who he is and he's a God that doesn't even he's not confined like we are. He's not restricted. He's there to give us that everlasting strength. <laughs> He's there to give you the peace that passes all understanding. You can't figure it out. You're supposed to be miserable. You've just been rejected. You've just been talked about. You ever been falsely accused? Ah, oh, 
It's awful feeling, right? And even in the midst of that, the Lord one time, and I went through a period, it was probably a 24-hour period, I went with like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I woke up and all of a sudden I heard this song of the Lord. I'm not exaggerating. I have not heard this song in 20 something years. And it was like so beautiful rising up in my spirit. And I went, whoa, I can hear God singing. Are you kidding me? In my spirit, he was singing this this song. And what was he doing? I'm with you. I'm here. And it was 24 hours, okay? I went through, like, darkness. I went through, where are you, God? You know, I went through, oh, my God, how could this happen? And I waited, and I waited, and I said, I'm holding my own. Where are you? And all of a sudden, I heard this song. It was so beautiful. And all of a sudden, my spirit started getting a little free. And then I had spent time with my wife. You know, we started talking about God and I tell him what I was hearing and all of a sudden I was getting free and that thing did not. And all of a sudden there was a peace filling me in the midst of a false accusation. And I'm telling you, he gave me that peace. He gave me his assurance. There was an exchange going on that has to happen for you today. There are things that are going on. If we're not strengthened with might in the inner man by his spirit, we will not be able to stand in that awful day that's upon us because there's things coming upon us personally and even corporately and even as a nation. There are things coming upon us, and I know you don't want to hear this because somebody, uh, most people are full of ambition. They're full of selfish ambition. They're full of the pursuits of this life. And I'm telling you, I'm going to read a few scriptures to, uh, today and, and just look into God's Word and see. And you ask yourself, you know, test yourself to see if you're in the faith. Examine yourself today to see if you're in the faith. Do you have abundance of peace? Are you walking in the light and love? Well, you take the test. I'm not going to test you. You can test yourself. You know, the Lord will, will weigh things out for you. But let's say, for example, <coughs> excuse me, what is your ambition? Okay. Here's a scripture. What is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? Parallel passage for that. Matthew 16, 26. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Okay. What is your ambition? Okay. Um, how about this one? First um, John. First John chapter two. I thought I was prepared here, but I'm not. First <laughs> John chapter 2, 15 through 17 says this, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Let me stop there. Do you believe that? See, do you sincerely believe that? Let me read it again. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abides forever. So I want to challenge you today. Take the test. Examine yourself to see if you are in the faith, to see if you are in the love of God. See, this world, what he's talking about, in the case there's anybody who's a young believer, 
And you're thinking, well, didn't God so love the world that he gave his only begotten son? Yes, he did. But when the, in First John here, in chapter 2, when he's saying, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, that's the world system. See, there is a God of this world, a small g, okay? That's real. And we turned over ownership to him when we disobeyed in that garden. And see, you're born into this world separate from God. And you and I need to be reconciled back to God. And the only way you're going to be reconciled back to God is through His Son and through faith in His Son. Repentance from your own ways, turning from your ways, and in faith, turning to Jesus and believing that God, this is God's plan, this is God's salvation, not man's salvation. And He's commanded me to preach Jesus Christ. He has commanded me, okay, to tell of His love. And it's the wisdom of God. The wisdom of the world is the opposite of the love of God. The wisdom of this world is violent, okay? The wisdom of this world is like Cain taking the wisdom of himself and saying, this is how I'm going to handle the matter. I'm going to get rid of Abel. And that's the wisdom of man. He wants to get rid of the problem. He wants to get rid of He wants to murder, okay? Literally, murder, okay? Uh, the witness of God, which is testifying, just being a witness. It wasn't like Abel's pointing out, hey man, you're of the devil. No, no, no. His light was so shining. Abel's sacrifice was so pleasing to God. And that's what's going to happen in the days ahead. Your your sacrifice, your offering, your very life is so pleasing to God that that the enemies are taking notice. The demons are taking notice in people and they get upset. And that's what's going on. And you have to be prepared. Okay, so that's just one. I mean, for for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. And then then the key verse is the next one. And the world, guess what? It's going to pass away. Everything that you're chasing after under the sun, that's not by the spirit of God, is going to pass. Everything in this life. okay, you're going to lose. Okay, the only thing you're taking Okay, into eternity is what you have allowed Father God to put into your heart. Okay, so all these things of the world that you're getting, the possessions, the the the, the things, the stuff, um, anything like that, it's like it's you're going to lose it all. And so it's a warning, and that's why here I have to read uh, these things are warnings. Let's take this example. Let's just uh, let's just say First Timothy. Um, Let's uh, 1 Timothy 6. Let's see if I can find it here. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Talking about ambitions though, right? Okay. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. See, the spirit of this world says go after everything. Go after the corporate ladder. Get up the top of that corporate ladder. You know, go get all your degrees and all this and chase after everything underneath the sun. But here's the word of God reducing me today and you, if you got ears to hear. But godliness with contentment is great gain. See, we think, and the world thinks that prosperity they think that, you know, the corporate ladder, whatever, like this is great gain. Technology, the way man's going, they think that's great gain. No. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, let us therewith be content. Listen to this warning in verse 9 of First Timothy chapter 6. But they that will be rich, or they that will to be rich... Fall into temptation and a snare, 
and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith, talking to believers now, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, you who have ears to hear, Robert D., you hear this, and the person listening to me, you, O man of God, woman of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto you are called and have professed a, a good profession before many witnesses. So you see, you hear the warning right there. It's right there. Okay, let me see. Look not, how about Philippians 2, 4. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. I love that. How about Romans twelve sixteen? Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate and be not wise in your own conceits. Can you hear that? See, I want, the Lord wants to give you peace. But you have to position yourself to receive that. Um, you can't just pray any old prayer, you know, um, and just say, Lord, you know, it's like asking for wisdom. You know, oh, I just ask you for wisdom today. And then uh, there has to be something in your heart, okay, that is compatible, okay, with the Lord's heart so that you can receive. And you have to bring yourself low. It's like Isaiah chapter 40 again. But they that wait upon the Lord, what does that mean? They that have will sit and they will be still and they will literally do nothing. If I can say it like that, you will wait in his presence and then see the Lord does something. You're presenting yourself as a living sacrifice before the living God. And it's in that place where he consumes all the darkness. He consumes the dark thoughts. He consumes anything that's contrary to him. Why? Because he sees your faith. And anyone who draws near to God, God draws near to them. And there is great reward when you do that. And then when you're joined to other believers of like mind and like heart, it is heaven on earth. And that's what I've been experiencing lately. And that's what I will testify. To me, church, oh, is when any other believer, another believer other than myself are joined together and there he is right in the midst. That to me is a new definition of church. And there's life and more abundantly. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. Let me read one more verse before I close. And I'm talking about ambition today. Now, there's something about ambition. Um, well, let me just read it. In cha James chapter 3, verse 14. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. Now, again, I'm going to really quickly, uh, I'm going to read this in, in, in another translation. It says this, but if you harbor, okay, in your heart, if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. In other words, like if you got all this stuff going on inside your heart, please do not appear before me in church and raise your hands and praise my name and all that. That's basically what he's saying. See, get get the get the thing right. Get the get the foundation right. 
See, in a lot of people, there's no foundation, there's no root of the Word of God at all in their hearts. And if that's you today, I'm telling you, find your place, repent, get before God, and meet with Him. And I'm telling you, He will meet with you. He will not turn away anyone who turns to Him in sincerity. Okay, He will not. And I have to tell you that. But that, what a warning that if you have this selfish ambition, okay, and even verse 16, for if you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Are you kidding me? No, he's not. And I find that with people who don't have the word of God in their heart, they don't have the spirit, there's, there's, it's evil. I mean, it's just an evil presence. It's an antichrist spirit. And, and, and they want you to be miserable just like them. But no, 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 no. Greater is he who is in me than anything that's in this world or anyone that's in this world and that is joined to this world. One person given over to God can make such a difference. And I'm going to just leave you with that. I'm just going to just I'm just going to leave you with that. And I, I believe that um, I believe that the Lord has had his way today with this right here. So ask yourself just just to rehash everything. OK, what is your ambition? OK, and is it lined up? With Father's will. What is your ambition? Have you, and to, and to another person, have you sincerely surrendered everything in your being? Have you turned? Have you repented of your sins? Have you confessed your sins? You know what I mean? Have you brought them and just said, I'm through with that, Lord. I confess that. No, that's not you. That's obviously not you. And have you become a child of God, born from above? Okay? And to the believer, there's a challenge. What is your ambition? Because if you're a believer and you've got all this love of the world and you're going after everything in the world and you're going after the, 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 the uh, what do you say, the, the, the prosperity, um, you know, the selfishness, the, the gain that comes from, from, you know, all these things. And, you know, I just want to say this too. Like people, you can, what is your ambition? People can make happiness an idol. You, you know that? It's the truth. So many people are pursuing happiness, and honestly, it's not about happiness. I mean, anybody who's lived a few years on this planet has, 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 has been in pain because of love, because you've lost. There's, you've suffered loss, the, the loss of a loved one or whatever, a personal thing, an accident. It could be anything, okay? So you, be careful, and I'm speaking to the believer today. Be careful. You can make something like happiness an idol. Climbing the corporate ladder, going after the things of this world, that could become idolatry in the sight of God. And then you wonder why there's unrest in your soul? No, don't, okay? Because there's your answer right there. You know, success, prosperity, all these things. Hey, the love of money is the root of all evil. Do you believe that? Well, that's something you've got to make a choice. Uh, money's good, it pays bills, it does it, but you know what? The love of it and the passion and making that your selfish ambition is a no-no because you will fall into traps and things that are set up for you. Oh my God, that God never intended for your life. So if you will lose your life today for His sake, you will find the life that God has for you. I'm Robert D., and I'm so thankful that you've joined Health Life today. We have a website that I welcome you to go to. Um, got some articles in there. I'm trying to, to build a little library there to help others. And uh, hey, we're on the same path. We're on the same, you know, if you've joined to the Lord, we're in one spirit. And uh, love one another. 
you know, and just um, be patient and, and, and God will come. Do, do what his word says. Find time. OK, and renounce the things of this world and find time to be with him. But um, I can't shut up sometimes because I can feel the power of God. Like it's like health life today. OK, go to website. And by the way, um, we have an email set up. So if you have um, you want to say anything, any any anything to say about what you're hearing or you want to actually share a testimony, anything like that, feel free. Um, sometimes I'm going to have to say this. The emails get may get so enlarged that I can't I obviously physically cannot answer all of them. So I, I hope that you understand that. That's common sense and I need to say that. And that could be a good thing too because sometimes, you know, if I'm trying to find an answer and nobody has an answer and I can't get to certain people, guess what I have to do? I have to continually come back to the Lord and say, Lord, I need answers on this. And see, He sees your faith. So I just want to say God bless you. Thanks again. Again, I'm uh, Robert D. Health Life Today. And uh, thanks again. Be blessed.